Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2Results.com to learn more. Your teen requested a ride, but this time not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You drive your teenager around a lot to their friend Jacob's house, their other friend Jake's house, to James's, to Jaden's, to Jalen's, to... Uh, Mom, this is Jake's house, not Jacob's. Now with an Uber teen account, your teen can request a ride under your supervision. They'll ride with a highly rated driver, and with live trip tracking, you'll follow along the whole ride to their friend's houses that all sound the same. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Bye, Mom. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. School of Humans. Hello one, hello all. Welcome to Cadaver Gals, the podcast where we talk about all the ways people have died throughout history to cope with our own mortality. I'm your host, Taylor, along with Gabby. Hey. And Nika. Hi. Okay, today we're going to talk about ghosts and vampires and how they may get you. Yeah, they're going to get you. That's so sexy. They're going to get me. Ooh, they're going to get me. Ooh, don't get me, Mr. Vampire. (laughs) They may get you. They may not. Who knows? Some trigger warnings for today are some just straight up gore, suicide, disease, death penalty, Colorado, murder, and ghosts. So get ready for that. Cue the music. Cadaver gals. Okay, so welcome back. I'm wondering, should I sing the whole um hosting for today? Probably not. Yeah, sing it. Um, okay, Gabby. Well, just from last, our two episodes ago with Governor Morris, for example, or last episode, I don't know, time is, I do want to make a Governor Morris musical, and I've been thinking about it Okay, as the follow-up to Hamilton. Gabby's always wanting to do a musical, and I support this a lot. Thank you. Um, But, you know, until then, Gabby. Oh, yeah, until then. Until then, Gabby, do you want to tell us your, your story? Yeah, it's a story of some vampires. Okay, here we go. So, wow, here's the thing. (laughs) Are you mad? No, I'm just saying, have you ever considered that one of your dead family members might be draining your life force and that's why you're turning into a pale white sheet of a person and basically look like you're wasting away? Have you ever thought that? Oh. No, no no one's thought that before. But I feel something now. Yeah. It's a possibility. Yeah, your dead relatives might be draining your life force. Well, that is what some people in New England thought in the 18th and 19th centuries, okay? And they were specifically like, wow, your dead relative could be a vampire uh, coming for your wife, your kids, your husband for you. Um, And also this time, though, they didn't necessarily use the term vampire, but what they kind of meant by that was that they were convinced that one of the relatives was not completely dead, like if you'd bury your loved one your relative wasn't completely dead and then was maintaining some semblance of life by draining the vital force from 
living relatives. Okay. Wait, what this year is what was people this? Thought. This was like mostly in the 18th and 19th centuries in New England. Okay, great. Why why did they think this? Well, okay. Well, that also that thing I just said, it's from this dude, Michael E. Bell. He's a folklorist and he wrote a book about vampires called Food for the Dead. So he's just like, he's a, he, he looks for vampires, but not real vampires, but just like this idea of what a vampire was. But what was happening was that a lot of people were getting consumption. And so it was like a huge epidemic during that time. It was like in the early 1800s, like one in four people who died in New England was from consumption. And because consumption, it makes it look like you're wasting away. So they're just like, obviously, your dead relative is absorbing your power. Is consumption like an infection? It's tuberculosis. Oh, well, there we go. Tuberculosis has a lot of names, I feel like. Yeah, they just didn't really know what was up with it until like the mid 19th century or something. And so it would like would describe a lot of different illnesses, but mostly it was tuberculosis and it's a bacteria that like affects your lungs and your kidneys and your other organs. And it does, it makes you look like you're just like wasting away. So like skinny. (laughs) (laughs) Skinny queen. Can you imagine you're like in 18th century New England living your life? You're 15. You're about to like get married. Uh, Your entire life is ahead of you. And then one fateful night you cough into your little cloth and it's blood and you know I've got the tube, you know, yeah. like that's just, the that's tube. just tragic. Are you just know that your dead sibling is absorbing your life force, you know, one or the other. Yeah, It's one or the others. Any, anyway, so this was a thing a lot of people believed since they didn't understand like tuberculosis. It was like, cause often with tuberculosis consumption, it would be, you know, one relative would get it and then they didn't really know how disease was spread because then other relatives would get it. And they're like, well, obviously the dead relative must be. If only they knew the about life. masks. Yeah, masks are like how disease is spread or like, I yeah. mean, I guess they understood it going from person to person, but they were just like, well, sometimes, because also you would, sometimes consumption would last, it would like take you real quick, which was called galloping consumption. Oh. So you would just gallop <laughs> real quick into it or, but you know, sometimes it could last years before you'd actually like die, but you would, you would die. You know, that it was terrible. pretty, okay. pretty certain. Anyway, so what they were saying is that your dead relative might have been just actually draining your life force. So what you had to do was you would have to like destroy the body of your dead relative, and so that's horrific. People, people were doing that. Um, and the most famous one was in Exeter, Rhode Island. And if you didn't know, Rhode Island is a state. And uh, <laughs> hey, we have like one Australian listener. They might not know that's about true. Rhode Island. It's a state that's very small. And so what happens is in January 1892, Mercy Lena Brown, she's 18 or 19. She dies of consumption. And it's real sad because her mother and her sister had also died of the same disease about a decade previously. And obviously her dad, George, was like, I mean, that's a lot of relatives, because then also his son, his only son, Edwin, and, you know, sons are more important than daughters. Mm-hmm. His only son, Edwin, also had consumption. And what he does uh, to get better, he's like, I'm going to go to Colorado to get better because Colorado, it was the destination for people with consumption because doctors thought that fresh air and high altitudes and plenty of sunshine could cure any disease. Yeah. Well, it's like the medical diagnosis of Go be like in the beach for a while. You'll feel better. <laughs> like, be which was very beach. popular back then. Yes. Yeah. And Colorado, not the beach, but it was a thing. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that's a thing now. It's called like self care. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, vitamin D's nuts. Love it. Um, <laughs> vitamin D's nuts. Okay. But thing is, <laughs> unfortunately, the consumption, he didn't feel better in Colorado. So then he and his wife were just like, well, I guess we could just go back to like, where our families are and like, you know, live out. He could live out his days, like being around people he likes and stuff. But by the time he got back from Colorado, his sister, Mercy Brown, she had gotten consumption and she died. She gets interned in the family vault. So anyway, George is like, well, Edwin, I don't want you to die, bro. And but they're saying, though, historians were like, they don't think George himself actually believed in the vampires. It was just like a lot of, na- like, I'm just thinking, like, you had that nosy neighbor or whatever who was like, dude, it's the vampire. It's your other dead relatives who are ch- killing Edwin. It's not the consumption, okay? 
And he was like, I don't think that's true. But then I think there were so many of them who were saying that his relatives were vampires that he kind of felt sometimes you just get bullied into, you know, <laughs> thinking like your family is vampires. Yeah. Thinking your family is vampires. You know, we've all been there before. <laughs> but, you know, he also wanted his son to believe. So sometimes you agree with the supernatural, supernatural stuff just in case, like how I have crystals under my bed just in case. Um and also, I just in case, I also make sure to live a very sinful life just in case hell exists and I need to go down to hell because that's where all the weird people are and we would hang out, you know. That's a, that's a great way to think about that. Yeah, yeah just in case, I make <laughs> sure to be a bad person. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so one of his neighbors said, of course he's going to die of consumption. There's no help for it so long as his brother and sisters prey upon him. My thing is like, why did they think that the other dead relatives, like, were their bodies they got bullied be- into better it. kept? I know, but I just the logic of it. Nika's like, I don't get bullied. <laughs> okay, okay. Except for that's, by us. That's actually true. I did not get bullied growing up. Mostly because I moved around so much and I just don't think I realized it. Nika they are just the way that they would prove that somebody was a vampire, obviously, is that what they would do is they would then go and like exhume their relatives. And if they still had blood in their heart, obviously they were a vampire. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. So in this case, what happens um, is there's this medical examiner, Dr. Metcalf. And at first, there's this guy who was like, it was just like a dude in the community went up to him and being like, hey, we should exhume these bodies to make sure that they're not draining Edwin's life force. And Dr. Metcalf is like, that's so silly, you silly geese. What are you talking about? But then because George had probably been bullied by his neighbors, George actually officially requested it from this medical examiner to exhume the bodies and like give them an autopsy to make sure there wasn't any blood in the hearts. Okay. So Dr. Metcalf was like, I mean, that's a nice doctor thing to do. He's like, this is scientifically stupid, (laughs) but you know what? I want you guys to feel good. So yeah, I'll just make sure they're not vampires or whatever. So in March, 1892, which is just like two months after Mercy dies, there's four dudes. They go and they dig up the mom who had died nine years ago And all that was left to her was she was mummified um, with some muscle and skin, but there's no blood to be found. So they're like, okay, the mom is not a vampire. Then they go and dig up the other sister and all that remained of her was a skeleton and some hair. And they're like, okay, there's no blood to be found here either. And then there's Mercy, who's in the family tomb. And so they don't have to dig her up. They just have to like, you know, pull her out of the tomb. And you know what? This this bitch had blood in her heart. Ah, oh, no. Wow. Like, it's definitely not because she died two months ago. And it's definitely not because it was really cold. And so her body was pretty preserved. It's definitely because she's, she's a vampire. That's right? where I would go first. Yeah. Another thing. Well, this is one thing that is kind of spooky about this in real life is that there's a descendant of hers who tells this story. And he said that when the dudes found her in the family tomb, she was actually turned over. From where she was, like, she was laid down on her back, but she was turned over in the tomb, which is spooky. But he was like, I don't even attribute that to supernatural stuff. I think maybe she just, like, wasn't fully dead when they buried her or when they put her in the family tomb, which I'm like, I don't like that. Both those options are not ideal. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, back in the day, sometimes it was hard to tell if someone was fully dead, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It was hard. But then, so they take her body to Dr. Metcalf and he does the autopsy. He removes the heart and the liver and he finds clotted, decomposed blood in them. And all the townspeople are like, vampire, vampire. And he's like, guys, this is just like pretty normal decomposition stuff. But they're like, they're, they're not going to have it. And so they take the liver and the heart. And then there's this like stone in the cemetery. And then they burn them. Oh. They burn them. Okay. And they're like, nah, we got them. We got the vampire. Um, And then some people also say that they then took the ashes from the heart and they mixed them in water for Edwin to drink, okay? And they're like, this elixir of the ashes in combination with destroying the vampire should cure him. Right, right. Uh, This sounds a little too familiar to some things that are happening today. They're like, no, scientists, doctors, they don't know. I'm going to just make my own elixir and have, you know... Horse dewormer. 
Yeah, exactly. And you know what happened? <laughs> he died. Edwin died two months later. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it a little too work. familiar. It didn't work. Other things that people would do, they would do even more dramatic things. They wouldn't just like often burning the heart, burning the organs. That was something. Other times, uh, there was this other case in a similar area where there was a guy who they thought was a vampire, and they but they exhumed him, and there was no blood to be found. So instead, they just broke all of his bones. Oh, that's just like, they just so like broke mean. yeah corpses bones. Um, other times they would like burn full bodies. Um, sometimes they would also decapitate corpses, you know, just to be safe, so that you know they can emerge and get your stuff, get your yeah, life. But it's like so tragic because they're doing this to all their relatives. Yeah, too. to your relatives. <laughs> yeah. But like what I find a little bit silly is like it's not out of the realm of possibility that this person is coming back alive and then like sucking your soul. But like why wouldn't they like if you chop that's off their out, head not- and, like like if that's plausible, how could like I mean it's possible that they could also continue come out of their grave or whatever with broken bones or you know like you know what that's I mean? That's a good point. It's like if, if it's we're po- using their logic, then yes. That's like, a good point. I don't understand, like, how does that secure their death? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I guess burning the organs makes sense. Like, burning any of the blood that they have. That makes that makes sense to me. But you're right. I think just, like, breaking the bones and chopping their heads off, you know. Who's they to could say? just reattach it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're right. You should chop off the head and then burn the head. I feel like, yeah, you should probably just, just burn, burn the, the whole thing. The whole thing to be safe. Yeah, not just the head, because then you have the headless horseman. Exactly. Yeah, and then that would be My even scarier. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sucking your soul and also headless. So scary. And then that would be weird, but kind of sexy too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so sexy. Anyway, so it was also, I mean, the thing though around this time, like when Mercy died, they. The dude, a dude, a scientist dude, he had actually, you know, found the bacteria and had identified consumption as a disease. But then the funny thing about that was that then, like, the New York Times, like, literally around the same time that Mercy Brown died, they were, like, had all these, like, articles, like, mocking this dude, being like, oh, you silly goose, thinking it's just this bacteria with this disease. And it wasn't until, like, 60 years later that there was actually treatment for it. But they, like, kind of knew what it was but again it's like people weren't trusting the science they're just like this is crazy town get out of here so obviously it's a vampire okay obviously it's a vampire it's It's not not a disease disease. it's not a bacteria it's it's like a basically like an energy vampire like if we're using the language of um yeah uh what we do in the shadows so love that show Anyway, so that is, uh, you know, Mercy Brown. And then lots, there's like hundreds of other people that this happened to because there's that guy who wrote the book about vampires in New England. He There was just like, yeah, lots of bodies being exhumed, lots of bodies being chopped up and burned because there's a lot of consumption. So yes. there we have it. Well, when we come back, more vampires. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. 
It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zin.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. Welcome back, all you cadaver pals. Um... We all love a good vampire story, and I have a few. I, like, went down quite the rabbit hole. I was like, okay, what's the origin of vampires? Like, why are people deciding that vampires are a thing? Why so, are they, Taylor? I got you. Okay, so often creatures such as vampires came to be known because of a medical issue, as Gabby explained, that they just simply didn't understand, so they're like, yep, they're a vampire, Right. Not sure why in a lot of these instances earlier on why they were being exhumed. I guess, like in my research, I wasn't finding that, but I guess it's because they suspected that they were sucking their soul. So that makes sense. Okay, so this is like earlier on. This is like early, early, early 18th century when it first kind of came about. And so, again, they were exhuming people and finding that they weren't decomposing. But what they were finding was a lot of these people also had all these corpses had blood around their mouths and noses. And so they were like, oh my gosh, this these people, they're coming out, they're sucking the blood. Like that's where the blood sucking part came about is because they were finding these corpses with blood around their mouth. And they're like, they should have decomposed by now. They're like, you know, they they didn't take into consideration that, okay, they've been buried there in a cooler environment. You know, they're being preserved better, like especially in the instances where they weren't, you know, didn't die like a gruesome death with any like wounds or anything. Like, obviously, that makes um, decomposition happen faster. So, um, so yeah, they're like these guys. They're they're coming out of their graves, drinking blood, going back to sleep in their coffins. So obviously, obviously. Duh. So to be sure that people, if they were suspecting that their loved ones were vampires, they decided they're like, hey, let's just. Let's just make it a little bit more complicated for them to get out of the grave and we'll bury them face down. So it'll be more difficult. They might get like lost on the way out or whatever. Just because they're face down. Because they're face down. Yeah. Like I'm lost. I can't <laughs> figure out. How do I get out of it? Yeah. Seemingly like. And then also a thing that they would do is put a stake in their heart to just ensure that they were dead. So. Um, like a ribeye? Uh, no. Like a giant piece of wood okay jab through their heart yeah so later when it became more heard of you know that these these vampires were a thing another disease 
that people were acting very animal-like. They were foaming at the mouth. And um, it's is it not, rabies. It is, is it rabies. It is not a coincidence that rabies was thriving at the time. Okay, it is wow. Okay. So 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 a lot of um, so yes, tuberculosis was one, but another was like people that were acting, you know, kind of crazy and animalistic or whatever. It was because they had rabies, and so they would foam at the mouth, and so people assumed that those that those were those people who had rabies also were vampires. But anyway, that I'm makes go- sense to me more than tuberculosis. I mean, because it kind of like starts from I mean, I mean, tuberculosis, like, yeah, they were kind of like draining or whatever, but like acting animalistic, like air quotes. I don't know. But enough of that, because I have like three things about vampires and I'm really excited to tell you about this next one. OK, so y'all know I got to mention Vlad Dracula or better known as Vlad the Impaler, who is this real person. And his last name, yes, was Dracula, which means dragon. So I just thought that was a fun fact. That is fun. I'm having fun. Okay, good. So it is very likely, as you can imagine, that this inspired the late 19th century classic novel, Dracula. So old Vladdy boy, he was an 18th century ruler of what is now Romania. Nika, I know you like to hear what these um, crazy people look like. So thank you. He's very dazzling. He has like this curly Q mustache. He's got, like, long, curly brown hair, big eyes, sharp features, and he's got this, like, very bedazzled crown-looking thing. Oh, my gosh. That's – I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, he had a very complicated childhood. I won't really go there. Trauma. He had some trauma for sure. Not Dracula. I know. But his his dad was a ruler, got killed, removed from the throne. So Lottie Boy is like, I'm going to get back on that throne if it's the last thing I do. And he does. So – the town is like anarchy, and he's like, "Fine, I'll have a party. You guys can, you even you guys that like hate me, y'all can come. I'm just gonna have this party and try and make it up to you." Generous king, we love that. So sweet, but you're gonna change your mind of what you just said. So, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill all of you." And so, oh, at the party, at the party, <laughs> he killed every single one of his guests by impaling them on stakes. Again, wow, sharp stakes, not. Cow meat. So he would impale That's them. A terrible party. He would impale them. Y'all, this is very gruesome. So if you're like, I don't know. He would impale them from the bottom up. So if you were a ah. dude, through the anus, out ah. through the mouth. And if you're a woman, through the vagina and out through the mouth. Why didn't we get the what? anal treatment? We also have buttholes. I mean, I don't know if he was like Gabby. super I'm picky. But- Wait. Oh, my gosh. So steaks are pretty long. So... Yeah, yeah, they were really short. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so anyway, so then he like you know he had them all out on the stakes, and and so a lot of his enemies that he would kill, and this was his preferred way. It was rumored that he would eat dinner with them, like after he impaled them, and would like dip his bread in their blood. Oh, he's like actively not okay. He He is actively not okay. So. But he has trauma, though. Yeah, it's I'm a tra- <laughs> trauma. He's a poor boy. So we can all imagine how perhaps Dracula came about by way of Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, that makes sense. So um, don't you worry. He's not an actual vampire today. He was beheaded. And as we know, that that like, solidifies that you're not a vampire. You can't be a vampire. Um, he was beheaded in battle by his enemies, which, as you can imagine, he had a lot of. And was then, it like the beheading they do in Twilight where they have to rip their heads off and it sounds like ice breaking? Is that what happened? I don't know. I wasn't there. Okay. Oh, okay. I <laughs> thought you were doing better research now, Taylor. You weren't there. Okay. No. You didn't take a time machine back. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Um, but okay. And so the last thing that I'll say is there are actually vampires to this day. And they will drink little tiny bits of blood for health purposes. And there are groups you can join. And Atlanta, you guys, has a very poppin' one called the AVA or the Atlanta Vampire Alliance. So if you want to join this group, it was a very complicated group. I started researching it, and I think it's kind of beyond the realm of what um, I could understand. It was going to take me days and days and days to understand. I love it. I love it. I researched a little a little bit just for fun, like over a year ago, 
And I remember reading that they have people who donate their blood mm -hmm. to them, like, which is so interesting. So they have like volunteer victims and they're just really cute. But it's not I like just, all of their blood, just like a little bit. No, a teeny, it's a teeny tiny bit. And they fully, fully, believe, believe they are vampires. Um, like they're like, oh, we really do have sensitivity to the sun, only kind of we're nocturnal for the most part, blah, blah. And I'm just like, this is amazing. Live your best life. If you believe you're a vampire, you are. Like, they also allow people who believe that they have like psychic abilities or people who have psychic abilities. And like there's like these houses that you can be associated with that like that's where I started being like, okay, I got to go way further down the rabbit hole than I'm willing to go on a Monday afternoon. <laughs> I just love it. I, like, think they're great. And it's a really big association. So good good for Atlanta. Yeah. We represent. Yeah. Okay. So with that, Nika, would you like to change the topic for us? I would. I'm going to go to a ghost story. I'm very excited about it. Although I love vampires. I think vampires are sexier than ghosts, personally. Don't haunt me. Depends okay. on It depends on the vampire and it depends on the ghost. That's true. That's true. Because some vampires throughout pop culture have not been cute. And I disagree. <laughs> In my, like, a vampire story to me is not realistic if the vampire is not hot. Sorry. Also, ghosts can be cute. I know. I know. Think, oh, Casper. Casper is a good, Casper is adorable. Okay. Oh, my God. Or Jack Skellington's dog. Yeah. Zero. He's freaking cute. Okay. So cute. So. We're going to go to the town of Hammersmith in the outskirts of London. It is 1803 and winter is a happening. Mm. Um, yep. People are being terrorized by a ghost. Yes. Apparently, a man had slit his own throat the year before and was buried in the local churchyard, which, according to local belief, meant that his soul would not be at rest since he died from a suicide. Um, and they just believe that you shouldn't bury suicide victims in like a church cemetery so some townspeople assumed that's kind of what it was and that was it was his ghost kind of haunting people others thought it was simply a deviant pretending to be a ghost with a white sheet over you know his or her head oh um God. just like scaring people for fun <laughs> wow so scary the white sheet ghost <laughs> but, always. but it was like someone in all white like that's they would always say it was an all white being basically um, like this one pregnant woman reported seeing this very tall and thin figure when she was crossing the churchyard late at night. Question, why were you crossing the churchyard late at night? But anyway, and she reported that the figure seemed to rise from the tombstones and had a human-like form and it ran toward her and it shocked her and she fainted. And then, this is tragic, she died two days later. Ugh. Wait, shocked her, like surprised her, shocked her? Or like, like boo! <laughs> or like or like some sort of electricity no like like shocked her like scared her okay surprised Which, her <laughs> this is just a classic yeah a classic like boo i'm scaring you ghost um anyway she died two days later Ooh, sad and it was also said that the ghost would haunt um the passageways to like get to the town and so a bunch of efforts were made in this town um to try to stop this person or ghost and there were but there were like so many bylanes and streets to get to hammersmith that it was impossible to tell which area the ghost would be in. So they would have, like, patrolmen patrol certain streets, but then, like, the ghost would pop up in the street that they were not patrolling, which is just so – it's just comedic to me at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. The ghost appeared to a couple other people as well, like, documented um, throughout the winter of 1803 and in the beginning of 1804. Like, this guy, a brewer's servant, which, by the way <laughs> – the title, some of these jobs are hilarious. A brewer's servant. Okay. He said that both he and a friend were walking by the churchyard at 9 p.m. when something rose from a tombstone and grabbed him from behind by his throat. And then when his friend turned around to stop whatever it was, it let go of him. And then the brewer's servant like turned around and he saw nothing. And he reports that he pushed on where his attacker was and felt something like soft, like a coat. And then they got scared and ran away. Because nothing was there, obviously. Which actually does sound like a real ghost incident. But yeah. anyway. Anyway. So people were frightened. They were a little scared, a little hysteric or desperate, as Gabby would say, like with the other guy who was desperate. 
And the ghost was just taking a toll on the town. And Francis Smith, who was a customs officer, um, he was one of the many men who were patrolling the community at the time to catch the ghost. He was over it. To catch he was the like, ghost. Like, literally. The original Ghostbuster. I mean, yeah, exactly. He, they were, like, over and done with it. They were like, this ghost has taken too much. We can't do it anymore. And so he was out one night patrolling with his friend. And he was like, I'm going to go to this street over there. His friend was like, okay, um, I'll meet you there at 11. They're like, okay. So he spotted a white figure at around about to be 11 p.m. And the he like shouted, damn you, who are you and what are you? Damn you, I'll shoot you. <laughs> Ooh, scary. Yeah, to the ghost. And so he did. He shot this apparition. But the ghost is like. In the left lower jaw. Yeah, but it wasn't a ghost, is the thing. Oh, no. It was an innocent bricklayer (gasps) named Thomas Millwood, who was simply dressed in his work outfit, which was basically all white linens, like a white white apron, white linen pants, like white, just white everything. And so Francis Smith thought he was the ghost. And just shot him immediately before even letting him, like, say anything, which is bad. Before, like, following up, like, follow, hey, are you a ghost? You always got to ask first. Literally, it's true. You got to ask. You got to check in, you know? Consent to be. Yeah. Be like, hey, I just need to know if you're a ghost so that I can shoot you. Well, in my brain, too, it's like, what would make you think that a gun would kill a ghost? That's where I'm at. ghost is dead. But I think this was a, you know. Men are dumb. Men are dumb. And I think this is just like, he, they were, he was really desperate. And I think he just wanted to be like the hero, you know? He was all Rambo, like, I'm going to go kill the ghost tonight. And it's like, well, you shot a person You can't instead. kill a ghost. The ghost is already dead. <laughs> exactly. Guys. Exactly. You can so- pin them down, though, you know, so they can't get loose. No, you can't do that either. They're, they're clear. <laughs> but he <laughs> might have a special gun or a special bow and arrow or something, you know. That a curse. Did they have a curse that they could throw at the ghost? Well, he was very ill-prepared. He really just thought a gunshot would stop the ghost. I but know. But now they don't have bricks anymore. He's like, but now I am they don't man. have bricks anymore. Ex- I am man with gun. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So it was bad. And upon hearing the gunshot, Smith's patrol partner um, and three other men ran up to the scene of the crime and saw the dead body. And his friend was like, go, run while you can. And Smith was like, no, I didn't do anything wrong. And so a constable arrested Smith. And um, Smith was relatively compliant and went with him. Um, It's a super tragic story because obviously someone innocent died. And it only gets kind of weirder because local courts didn't really know what to do with him. Um, Smith pled not guilty, and his argument was that he was convinced it was the ghost, which makes sense, I guess. And uh, actually, Millwood's wife, Millwood is the man who died, stated that she had asked her husband to begin wearing a coat over his work clothes because he had already been mistaken for a ghost twice prior to the murder. (laughs) That's sad. It is sad. Why was people be brick, laying bricks at like midnight? Oh, he was leaving. Um, he was leaving his sister's house. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was. Saying he was just wear, his still sister. wearing his outfit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a classic, you know, like what was he wearing situation. So <laughs> he was <laughs> yeah. asking for. He was it. asking for it. Oh my god, guys. I mean, I guess. So she was like, you should have worn a coat, okay? Oh, Smith also tried to say it was self-defense, but Millwood had never attacked Smith. He literally only stood there. And in fact, Millwood's sister reported that it was just a few feet away from her house when she had said goodbye to her brother. And she heard the words like that Francis Smith said basically as he was shooting the gun. So you can't even say it was like self-defense or that he gave Millwood warning because he didn't. He just like got scared and shot basically. I do not like this man. I know. So that was his argument. But killing someone is killing someone. And the judge stated that even if Smith had found someone dressing up as a ghost – it's really just a misdemeanor and not acceptable to murder someone for, obviously. This is not acceptable to murder people, okay? Yeah. And Millwood had done nothing to deserve being shot at. He, it was not self-defense. And, I mean, like, there is no legal – He Smith had no legal right to fire the gun 
at anyone, ghost or not, you know? Like, that was just – it was not his legal rights because nothing was happening. That also, would require him to do that. it's a risk also to shoot someone because then you'll have more ghosts. That, yeah. is, that is true. That is true. So the court found him guilty and sentenced him to hanging and dissection. Oh! Um, yeah. But the case caused a lot of controversy um, on every angle. Some people were pro-Smith. Others were like, no, what he did was wrong. They were really sad about Millwood. Obviously, the ghost was still terrorizing people, which okay. is just crazy. So the judge sent the case to the king, and then Smith actually ended up getting a pardon. Um, his sentence went from death to just one year in prison. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. Also, the real Hammersmith ghost came forward. It turns out that he was an elderly shoemaker who was dressing up and scaring townspeople to take revenge on his apprentice because his apprentice had scared the shoemaker's children with scary ghost stories. Wait, it was a real person that was just pretending? Yeah, that was dressing and up. And he was but literally then- going, boo. Yes, and scaring people. <laughs> but then there's the pregnant lady who died. So did he get accused of it? Like, what's up with... Ironically, he received no punishment. Yeah, like they were like, "Oh, okay, you were dressing up. Okay, that's fine." Like, oh, yeah, it's like you were just like really good at being a ghost. Like, good job. Just give him an Academy Award instead. I mean, kind of. Basically, I still think that there must have been other like the guy saying that he didn't see anything when he turned around and like pushed against someone and he felt something was like, "Oh, that was probably not the elderly shoemaker," but the prankster who was just scaring people to shock and to death was in fact some weird old guy who for some reason thought this was the way to take stress and revenge out i guess okay people back then be weird yeah i mean there also might have been some copycat ghost you know some other people being like i'm gonna be a ghost too little tricksters Mm -hmm. the tricksters or treaters (laughs) <laughs> yeah taylor <laughs> we're gonna treat you with a scare we're gonna treat yeah exactly and then treat you with a accidental homicide yeah okay that's a treat yeah that's a real treat and then they're like oh you're gonna be a vampire or a ghost anyway okay great let's take a break if you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change you really only need one reason to do it But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, Just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zin.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander, with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. 
Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2 positive metastatic breast cancer, Take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2Results.com to learn more. Welcome back, all you cadaver pals. I, um, when I started doing my research, I found this weird thing where it was called GhostSingles.com. And it is a dating site for ghosts, ghostly singles, where you like fill out this profile and you can chat with like people and like you have like you say like male ghost, speaking female ghost, female ghost or whatever. You you can pick your age range. You know, it can be like 18 to like 100, 200, 300, whatever. You can pick the kind of like death that they had, peaceful, crazy, like morbid, whatever. Anyway. I thought this was going to be like really exciting to tell you all, but really it it wasn't because like I tried to fill out a profile and then it was like, you're a human. And then it gave me this like other dating site. So I was like, wait, why did it think you were a human? Because I am a human. Anybody that can fill that out would be human. So that was really stupid. And I got bamboozled. (laughs) And you got banned from the ghost dating site. Also, Taylor, Taylor, you can just tell us you're lonely. You don't have to revert (laughs) to these ghosts. I know. Dating sites. I know, I know. But anyway, I just, I'm back on the uh, the regular dating sites. Anyway, so I was like all excited to tell you guys about this, but then it kind of fizzied away. So instead, I'm going to tell you an actual factual ghost story that is a- about my life, okay? Oh, we're going to hear some intimate details about Taylor. I love it. I still am pretty mad that they, like, gatekept you from a ghost dating website. But, I mean, okay, like, they, they had, like, some sample profiles, it, too, that you could read. You should have talked more Victorian or something. Yeah, should have, could have, would have, but I didn't. So, anyway... But there are new ghosts, you know, there are recent ghosts, like modern contemporary ghosts. So they also, maybe they're just being, yeah, I'm mad for you. Yeah, I know. Mad. I know, I was like really excited to like talk with other weirdos that were on this thing, but it didn't work out. So anyway, a few years ago, I was living in this apartment by myself and it was really, it was a good time. It was... Stop bragging that you can live alone. Okay, Gabby, you live alone. I know, but I'm old now. I was like 29 when I lived there. Okay, anyway, 29. You were We're 29 only a couple of days ago, Gabby. That's true. So I was living at this apartment. It was a really cute apartment. It was an old apartment built in the 20s. It had, you know, some plumbing issues. They, They had like... All of the windows were like painted shut. All of the like light switches. Like when I first got there, I had to like hit them really hard to like get them to flick on and off because they just like painted over everything really thick, you know? Mm, helpful. Yeah. Um, Super nice. <laughs> and like my, my, I mean, it was a good time, but like it was a hard time <laughs> because they're also like the sink was like just dripped and there, I didn't have a dishwasher. And so I would like have to wash my dishes in the tub. It was a nightmare. <laughs> But you know, I it builds character. But what built more character was Gladys. Who's Gladys? So Gladys was my ghost. I had a ghost there. And let me just preface this by I'm not I've never really believed in ghosts necessarily. Like I I don't know. I like never had experienced it myself, so I was just like, whatever, I don't really believe in ghosts, and I think that some people just make stuff up. Anyway. So I'd like just be sitting there. Note, I didn't have air conditioning so or, like, central heat or anything. So there was no drift or wind. And all of the all of the windows were painted shut. So, like, 
There was no airflow. This sounds like a nightmare apartment. What do you mean the windows were painted shut? You had no windows? Like you couldn't open a window? No. Wow. Yeah. It's I'm like, so proud of where you are right now. I know. And okay. then there's no air conditioning. Yo, I in started the south. at the bottom of And now no, you're in the middle. Now <laughs> I'm at the the lower middle. Yeah. Um, no, but anyway, so um so I'd just be sitting there watching TV and in my kitchen, like I kept um I kept my mail on top of my refrigerator. And my mail would just sometimes just go flying off the top of the refrigerator. So there was like no draft. So like I had to preface that there was no draft. So I was like, that's weird and suspicious, but whatever. And that happened like all of the time. And then, you know, other things kind of started to happen. I I would kind of just joke that I had a ghost because I was just like, yeah, like that's the only thing that makes sense. Right. And I thought it was kind of funny at first. I was like so quirky and weird. Um, (laughs) So fun having a ghost. (laughs) Yeah. So I would, like, go tell my coworkers and everything. And, like, stuff just, like, I mean, started falling. Like, cups would fall off the tables. Like, I mean, just stuff was just, I like. No. No, that's not. No, yeah, I hate that. It was. I hate that. And, like, it just kind of started like, getting, like. Like, where would the cup be on the table? Like, in the middle of the table. It'd, It'd be just sus- fall off. Mm-hmm. And then, like, my dog would also do kind of weird things, like, looking in particular places, like, barking kind of randomly. Like, whatever. Thought nothing of it. He's a dog. And then. There was one night I was like so tired. I think it was like a long day. Like I had a shoot. It was a shoot day. Um, So I was like, I had worked a lot of hours. I was really tired. And I just like went straight to bed. I like didn't even bother to take my contacts out. So tired. And while I'm asleep, dead asleep, I just all of a sudden just like wake up and like my eyes just open and I see a figure and I'm oh, like, oh, good. And I'm like, oh, what, what is that? And I'm like, I, I can see because I have my contacts in. And I'm like, this, that, that is a figure. And it is like kind of hovering off the ground, like just kind of like what you would imagine, like dark, long hair, like kind of wearing like a white cloak, if you – not cloak, but like a gown, if you will. And she was just kind of like swaying side to side. I cannot. Were you not terrified? I No, I was like, ghosts are – not real. I was like, this makes no sense. I was like, okay. It was like in front of my dresser. And I was like, okay, what's, what did I put on my dresser that could be making this? And I'm like, God, it's weird. Cause I have my contacts in, like I can actually see. And so, um, I was like, well, I just cleaned. So there's really nothing there. And I was like, I don't know like what there, what is it? Like I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. So turn the light on and it kind of, it just like dissipates. And I'm like, okay, there's like nothing there. Like I saw it before and now it's not there and then i was like okay i'm just being crazy there's something wrong with me i'm dreaming whatever turn the light back off and it comes back and so i'm like well i guess i'm sleeping with the lights on because that's just too scary didn't sleep the rest of the night obviously because i was so scared you know telling everybody going to work i'm like y'all you're not gonna believe this but i have a scary ghost how did you even function i can't even think of like making breakfast the next day like i just it scares me too much it was pretty scary so I was just like, whatever, like I had to have been dreaming, but like it's, it was real as all get out. And so then like my coworker, you know, I always told her about it, but, um, she wa- would watch my dog at my apartment sometimes. And so there was one time she was watching Gus and my, she was like, I was just sitting there watching TV and her and the cup went just flying. Like she heard the sound of it going from the middle of the table to like sliding off which it wasn't sliding because it had been sitting there forever and just went shooting off the table. And she was like, Oh my God, I'm experiencing this ghost that Taylor's been telling you about. So she like left the apartment. She took my dog and she stayed somewhere else. She was like, your apartment's too scary. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's Gladys. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And so, okay. So that happened. And then there was a time where um, I like kind of woke up in the middle of the night and I heard this like electric sound electricity like snapping sound and I look over like in my slumber thinking like it was my alarm and I look over to like go hit it and it's like this glowing blue orb and I'm like that's really scary I don't know what that <laughs> You're like, is like I'm not I'm not touching that I'm not and I was like so I would always like text my dad and be like dad Gladys is back you know and then the last thing that I will say 
Wait, okay, hold with the blue orb. Yeah, yeah. So you just didn't touch it and you fell back asleep? No, I didn't fall back asleep. I was just awake. I was like, well, that was really scary. Like, my heart was like pounding, racing, like. But when you turned the lights on, it was gone. But it was light in my room because it was like, it was like early oh. morning. So like my room was relatively light. So it wasn't like pitch black. It was like 6 a.m. or something in the summer. And it just disappeared like when you saw it? Yeah. It like, it like weird. snapped and then it was just like gone. And I was like. Oh my god. That's so weird. Oh my gosh. And then the last thing that happened that was like the straw that broke the camel's back, is that the term? Is I was laying in bed again asleep early morning. It was always kind of like early morning that it would happen. And the bottom part of my mattress lifted up and dropped. And I was like, I felt it. I, like, experienced it. I, like, you know what I mean? Like, before it was all, like, these visual things and, like, whatever. It, like, didn't affect me in any way. But, like, this, I felt it. And it was, like, an actual, like, the the part, bottom part of the mattress lifted up and then dropped. And I was, like, okay, I think it's time to move. And... Is that why you moved? Yeah. Oh, my wow. gosh, Taylor. I was like, this is too... I mean, that and, like, there were a couple of other reasons, but... Um, oh, how, the, like, the windows were painted well, shut and there was no <laughs> air conditioning. Yeah. And, yeah. And... Oh, that makes sense, too. And no way to, like, wash my dishes besides my tub. Um, yeah, that's another good reason to move. And then that's when I was like, I need somebody to live with me so that I can live in better conditions. <laughs> so, uh, so now my sister lives with me. But yeah, so I don't believe in ghosts, but I lived with one and her name was Gladys. And, you know, she never like harmed me, but she did scare the bejesus out of me. Wait, why was her name Gladys? Um, that was just kind of a, um, a just a, to name. Just seemed her. like she looks like a Gladys to me <laughs> because I saw her. Wow. Well, yeah. So okay, I'm glad you're safe. I'm okay, and, and I I did fear for a while that she was going to travel with me, but she did not. She I it's it's taking everything in me to not like go to my old apartment and be like, hey, have you experienced some weird stuff? Like, I want to talk to the people that live there now. So that is my, you can, you know, believe me or not, whatever. But it was a real thing that happened to me. And it's really scary. So look out for all those ghosts out there. Look out for all those ghosts out there. Listen, I respect, I I respect them. I, I just want to say, like, I don't want, I don't want any of that. I'm just listening here as an, an observant listener. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't get in trouble yeah so look out for those ghosts and vampires you guys but until then we'll have another episode next week thank you for listening goodbye cadaver gals Cadaver Gals is a production of School of Humans and iHeartRadio. It is hosted, produced, mixed, researched, etc. by Gabby Watts, Nika Duarte, and Taylor Church. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Cadaver Gals. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2Results.com to learn more. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more 
and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Your teen requested a ride, but this time not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You drive your teenager around a lot to their friend Jacob's house, their other friend Jake's house, to James's, to Jaden's, to Jalen's, to... Oh, uh, Mom, this is Jake's house, not Jacob's. Now with an Uber teen account, your teen can request a ride under your supervision. They'll ride with a highly rated driver, and with live trip tracking, you'll follow along the whole ride to their friends' houses that all sound the same. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Bye, Mom. Bye, Mom. 